0: Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast, where we strive to bring you useful and timely information to inspire and encourage you on your journey with fisteocytosis. This is episode 21, Rolling and Running into September with 3 fistio fisteo-investors. Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Beyond the Diagnosis. Host, Kathy One year ago this month, we brought you podcast episode seven, where we talked with a couple of representatives from various family groups about what histiocytosis awareness month means to them and the activities that they were planning for their respective patients and families. Since histiocytosis awareness month is once again, almost here. And because it's such a huge initiative for the association, we wanted to bring you another awareness focused episode, but this time we reached out to three of our new histo ambassadors to invite them to join us. Each one has a different story, each one is holding a different type of event, but what they all have in common, as you'll see, is a passion to get the word out about histiocytosis because they have the same vision as the association, a world without histio. Join me as I dig into their events and find out exactly what motivates them to keep rolling and running for histio. Now let's get started.
1: Hello and a very special welcome to our histio community and listeners. I cannot believe it's been a year already since we recorded a podcast episode with representatives from several of our international family groups about Histiocytosis Awareness Month and the events and activities that they were holding back in 2021. But here we are getting ready for this exciting time again. September is just around the corner. And before we know it, Histiocytosis Awareness Month will be in full swing. So in order to make sure that you're all informed and ready to get involved, we wanted to bring you another episode focused on Awareness Month, but this time with a slightly different spin. And today I have some very special guests with me. They are members of the histio community just like you and have graciously joined me today to talk about the amazing events that they're planning during histiocytosis awareness month. So before we dive into all of that, we need to introduce our special guests. So ladies, thank you so, so much for being with me today.
2: Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Well, let's go ahead and start by having you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your histio journey.
3: Um, so my name is Lindsay Nelson. Um, I'm a 21 year old nursing student entering my senior year um, at New York University. I was it was a couple um, a couple months prior to my fifth birthday when I was diagnosed with Langerhans cell histiocytosis in my skull. Um, I was super fortunate and I had surgery to remove the tumor that was in my skull, um, and also super fortunate to have not had any complications since that procedure. Hello, Kathy. Thank you
4: so much um, for this opportunity. Uh, my name is Anna Valdez. I was uh, diagnosed to formally diagnosed two years ago um, in 2020 with Langerhans cell histiocytosis. Symptoms started about 2017 when I was pregnant with my son, my last trimester of pregnancy. <laughs> Um, it was uh, really bittersweet. I was looking forward to meet my son, but I was also feeling awful. I was really dehydrated and just uh, very thirsty, kept wanting to drink a lot of water. Um, I knew something was wrong, but, but like I said, I, I was hoping to meet my son. I was hoping that we were well, that he was good. Um, doctors couldn't figure it out. I had my son like when he was about six, nine months, years old. I continued to have different types of testings done. Finally, they formally diagnosed me with diabetes insipidus, but um, my journey continued. I um, continued to have all these other testings done to try to figure out why I had diabetes insipidus. I had an MRI of my brain. The uh, radiologist kept suggesting that I had Langerhans, but uh, the doctors just said, you know, it's too strange uh, for adults to have Langerhans. So they kept, you know, diagnosing me with different types of other other disorders. I'm still not feeling right. There's something quite not right. Um, I keep getting all these different diagnoses, medications, and I still don't feel well. So I I try to do my own research. Uh, Luckily, I found a doctor over in Seattle, I flew to see him and just to try to get, you know, some answers. And he was able to make his recommendation as to what studies were needed. So when I flew back here to town, I um, I was able to give those recommendations to my doctor. And I was able to see a specialist, a histiocytosis specialist, finally get a biopsy of, of lesion. I have um, LCH in my uh, bones, few lesions in my bones, and um, in my pituitary. I've done all of this process while being a single mama and still learning how to parent. I don't think you'll ever fully get it down, but um it's been it's been quite quite a long process now being a histo ambassador. It's been quite a lot, but also been rewarding in the fact that I've I've gone to meet amazing people.
2: Hi, um I'm Allie and I am a histio mom. I have three children and my youngest Hudson is three and a half years old. He was diagnosed with Rosey Dorfman disease at eight months old after having an enlarged lymph node surgically removed from his groin area. He had a setback when he was 13 months old, had a couple other large, enlarged painful lymph nodes in his groin that he had to go in and have another surgery for to have those removed. Um, But thankfully, that has been the extent of his disease. He still has some in there, but they have not grown to a point where they feel that they need to go and do anything else. So it's a a watch and wait at this point, and we're very grateful for that.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. I'm really looking forward to this dynamic and impactful conversation. Well, to to get us started, just like last year, I wanted to start with a few statistics that I pulled from NORD's website, or the National Organization for Rare Disorders. Now, according to their website, a rare disease is defined as any disease, disorder, illness, or condition affecting less than 200,000 people in the United States. Now, 200,000 people, I've I've done the math on it, just to put it into perspective, 200,000 people equates to just 0.0612% of the population, 0.0612. So that's pretty rare. And remember, rare disease affects under that many people. So I'm going to link their their website in the show notes, so be sure to check that out for yourself. But additionally, there are approximately 7,000 known rare diseases More than 90% of those are without any kind of FDA-approved treatment. We have an estimated 25 to 30 million Americans, almost 1 in 10, that have a rare disease, and 400 million people worldwide, most of which, again, do not have any kind of approved treatments and also have many challenges with misdiagnosis as well. So these are just some interesting and staggering statistics that I wanted to provide as kind of a backdrop for our conversation So when you look at a single rare disease and the number of people it affects nationwide, it can be easily viewed as very rare and seem overwhelming. But when you take all of the rare diseases and all of the the people affected nationwide, it adds up to nearly 10% of our population, and that's not an insignificant number. So when we think about all of this as our backdrop, I would love to know from each of you why raising awareness is so important.
2: Sure. For me, I believe that raising awareness is important because it's through awareness that we're able to get funds donated for research, which then allows the doctors and the researchers to go and develop better treatments for this specific disease. And without that, we would have a lot more people suffering and passing away. Um, So for me, that's the most important thing Yeah,
3: I want to add on to um, Allegra. From my personal standpoint, because histiocytosis is a rare disease, most people I've talked to have never heard of it before. Um, I'm constantly explaining to friends and other people what histiocytosis is and how it has affected me years later. Even sometimes when I go for medical appointments, healthcare providers will say things like, you know, I remember reading about histiocytosis in medical school, but you're the first patient I've seen who's had it. I think a big reason that I want to spread awareness is so that patients, families, and survivors do not feel alone in their diagnosis. I've also heard um, from my parents in my own story that they were that there were not that many resources available at the time of my diagnosis. And I know we've come a long way since then, thanks to the Hysiocytosis Association, but we still have a long way to go. And because it is a rare disease, it often does not get the funding or attention it deserves. And thus it relies on these awareness events and on those who are passionate about the cause to spread the word. Erasing awareness is important because
4: I've I it took nearly three years for me to get formally diagnosed with LCH. So that's it's important for me that patients understand how to advocate for yourself. And if you know your body, you know that something's not quite right, you know, it's important to continue and 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 ask all the questions, even like if you feel that it's a dumb question, you know, just ask all the questions and, um and also raising awareness for uh, the medical team. I think they have, you know, they're their schedules are full and busy, and it's sometimes difficult to try to quickly run through all of these diseases, disorders, and trying to pinpoint something. I I worked in the medical field for 17 years, so I know, you know, the doctor's end of it, the medical staff end of it, you are trying to rush to an appointment and trying trying to, in 15 minutes, trying to figure out what's wrong with the patient. So try to raise awareness for them and understand that sometimes it's not, you know, A regular patient or regular symptoms that you see sometimes is is a little bit more like in my case and many others. So, so that's, that's why it's so important to me to raise awareness for, for the community, for the doctors and, and for, for our patients.
1: You raise a really good point about raising awareness among the doctors, because um, I think a lot of times when we think about raising awareness, we think about like the general population, but it, it is so important to raise awareness among the physicians as well, because they are the ones that have to run through all of those, all of their knowledge in their head and try and figure out which direction do I go. And, you know, I think that as we continue to raise awareness among the, the physicians, it's going to be easier when they see people, especially like in emergency rooms and things like that, it'll be easier for them to more quickly come to a diagnosis, which is what we really want. That way we can you know start treatment sooner and have better outcomes. So that's a really great point. You know, there is this movement towards um, patient-led research, which I really love. I love that the the doctors and the scientists are starting to listen more to the patients and the families that are actually dealing with this, because at the end of the day, nobody knows your body better than you. You know when something's not right or, you know, someone you love. As in Allie's case, it's her son. Like Nobody knows better than, than you guys. Um, what... Is right and what is wrong. If there's something wrong, you know it. So I love this this new approach that is um, kind of coming to the forefront. Now I feel like histiocytosis awareness month has actually really picked up some traction in the last couple of years, as far as the number of people who are getting involved and the number of, of events and activities held. Why do you think this is? What do you think has has changed with raising awareness?
3: Um, I think one big reason for this is you know, because of people's passion for spreading awareness and the ability, the ability to do so through social media. Um, mm-hmm. Many people who have been affected by histio, you know, don't want anyone to go through what they've gone through, what their family's gone through. So they advocate for themselves and others. And I think social media, for example, Facebook support groups, the histiocytosis association website um, and Instagram, are great outlets for linking people together, sharing stories, and providing resources. Awesome.
2: I completely agree with what Lindsay just hit on as far as social media. Sometimes it can have negative effects, but in the case of raising awareness for Hisio, I believe that social media has been one of our greatest assets. Through that we are able to reach so many more people. We're able to not only vocalize it, but visualize it for people that might not otherwise know, because myself personally, I've never heard of it until my baby boy was diagnosed. His surgeon who had been a surgeon for 24 years had never heard of it until he operated on my son and they waited for those pathology um, results. So unless you are directly affected by it, you're not going to know about it because it is so rare. So through the social media movements, we're able to spread that awareness, put a face to it. And I think that has a huge impact because when people are seeing what these children's and these moms and these dads are going through fighting their histio disease, it can, it resonates with them. And I think it hits on more of a, a personal way. And so people want to help. They want to give back. They want to be involved because they see how it affects people,
1: definitely. I, I think that you know the stories are what is so powerful. I mean, we can share numbers with people all day long, and sometimes you know seeing those numbers and hearing those statistics um, is very impactful. but I think it's the stories. It's hearing from the individuals dealing with these things that uh, really kind of drives the point home and and gets people more involved. Definitely agree with you on that. Now, I know that all of you are doing some some really great things this month or in September for Histiocytosis Awareness Month, and I'd love to get into a little bit of that and uh, talk about your different events. So we'll go in kind of chronological order, and Lindsay, your event comes first, and you're going to be doing a running challenge throughout the entire month of September, but you have a specific event planned on September 7th. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yes. Yeah, so... My event is called the Histio Blue Ribbon Run Bridge to a Cure. I wanted to combine my favorite things running uh, with my awareness event. So, there, there are two components to my awareness event. The first is that there's going to be a virtual run throughout the entire month of September where anyone can participate anywhere, and it is up to the participant to determine how far they will go. This component of the run kind of like broadens the reach of my event across the United States and to participants of all ages and abilities. Then the the second component is there's a particular day, um, September 7th, within September, which is Hissier Awareness Month, where I will be running with the Bridge Runners Club in New York City at 7pm. And I invite any avid runner to run with us on that evening. So the Bridge Runners is a club That meets and runs every Wednesday evening in New York City. They're a group of individuals who have great energy and explore New York City by foot, running over bridges such as the Brooklyn and Williamsburg Bridge. This day in particular will really help to spread the awareness component of my event because the bridge runners are an iconic part of New York City running culture. And they are allowing me to say a few words about histiocytosis at the meeting site before we run. And they're going to help advertise by by taking pictures of us running over bridges that evening and posting it um, to their large social media following. And they also allowed me and the Hysiocytosis Association to expand upon their name with my event name, Bridge to a Cure. And bridges are symbolic in overcoming obstacles, expanding community by spreading awareness and building bridges t- toward a cure. And at the on September seventh, I will also be handing out flyers about haseocytosis to runners at the meeting site and advertising the virtual run that will be occurring throughout the entire month of September. That's amazing. So, fun fact: I actually have a cousin who is a
1: a member of that Bridge Runners group. So, I'm going to make sure she knows about this, and she can show up and support you on September 7th. I hope that sounds so fun. (laughs) So, what is it exactly that you're hoping to achieve with this event? What are your some of your overall goals, and then any personal goals that you have?
3: Well, in terms of fundraising, my goal is set at ten thousand. I would obviously love to raise as much money as possible for awareness. I want more people to be aware of the disease. and encourage them to support our com- community because ultimately, you know, there's power in numbers and that is how we can implement real change within the histiocytosis community. I also, you know, I want people to have fun with the event. That's a big purpose. <laughs> so I'd love to see pictures of people running over bridges, tagging the association on social media. Um, runners are also encouraged to wear blue for histiocytosis, which I think would be really cool. And then um, personally, I want to run throughout the month as much as possible and get as many people to join me, friends, family, and anyone who has been affected by hisiocytosis.
1: Is there any um, other information that you'd want to share with anyone who might get involved?
3: Um, yeah. So there's a couple ways to be involved. You, know, you can register for the virtual run, $25 and get a t-shirt, $10 and get a custom bib. The second option, you can sponsor my run directly. Um, by contributing any amount of money. And then you can also create and join a team with friends and family. So there's a couple different ways that you can be a part of the run. Oh, as, as well as joining me and Bridge Runners on September 7th to run a couple miles. So if you participate, I'd love to see tags on Instagram or you can tag the association utilizing the hashtags, hashtag Hissio Blue Ribbon Run, hashtag Hisio Run Challenge. Hashtag histiocytosis awareness. Hashtag I know histio. Great. and I will I will uh, link
1: all of those, put all of those in the show notes, so um, nobody has to feel like they have to write those all down. They'll all be down in the show notes for you. Well, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to this event for you, and I um I think it's going to be very very fun. I can't wait to see how many people actually get involved in this, and uh, I I just uh, I'm rooting you on. I'm not a runner, but I will take pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited. Awesome. Next, we have Anna, who is holding an event called Together for the Cure on Saturday, September 10th. Can you tell us a
4: little bit about this event and what it what it involves? Of course. I'm so excited, Kathy. Um, it will be our first annual um, 5K walk run here in San Diego, California. Um, and we um, will be gathering. Um, our, some of our history warriors will be with us. And we will be gathering for a 5k walk run. and we will also have an option to participate. Um, if you won't be able to make it here in San Diego, we will have an option for you to participate online. So virtual walk. And we will after the walk, we will have a family fun day, like a small fair. We'll have food vendors, um, jumpers, face painting, car show, Um, a lot of fun activities for the families. We'll have games, um, cornhole, and just different games for the families to just come out and enjoy and learn about histiocytosis.
1: That sounds like a ton of fun. (laughs) What what does the virtual component entail? How can someone get involved virtually?
4: Yes, so you can um, register online. And um, the day of the event, or the association is going to go live on Instagram, so you are able to go live and join in and comment, or you can go live yourself and and tag us as you're walking, or you can also take a picture and just tag the association um, as you're walking. We will send a a t-shirt. If you register before um, August 31st, you will get a t-shirt in the mail, and then just information about how to join us in on that day, how to log in and comment and post, and all that fun fun information.
1: Very good. Very good. So when you started planning this event, what was it for you that you identified as your overall goals and then your personal goals for yourself?
4: I think my overall goals um, have been to raise awareness, um, to honor our histio patients, um, raise funds uh, for research to someday have a cure. Um, and raise funds for families that are in financial hardship. And personal goal, I would say, to have our histio patients feel supported. I think that would be rewarding for me. Just seeing them feel that that someone is raising awareness for them, that someone is acknowledging that this has been a really difficult journey as a rare rare disease. Um, I think that that I've I've heard it already. I've heard some patients already comment. How thrilled they are that somebody's acknowledging them. So I I wanna, that's been my goal since I started planning. I want to, I want them to feel supported.
1: Awesome. It's so important. It's so important because if we kind of remember back to Jeff's story, who founded the organization, the reason that he started it was because he felt so alone, because this is such a rare disease or a rare family of diseases. And so, um, I think it's easy to feel very isolated, but when you have events like this and, uh, um, awareness activities, uh, it helps people to feel like they're not alone. And that's, I feel like that is so important in the, in the healing and recovery process for, for anything, you know, when you know that somebody else has experienced what you're experiencing, it makes it just a little bit easier to go through that journey.
4: Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay, and next we have Allie, who is holding an event called Rolling and Throwing for Histio on September 25th. Now, this sounds like an event that I want to be a part of. (laughs) It sounds very interesting. So, Allie, why don't you tell us more?
2: Sure, I'd love to. Um, Well, the Rolling and Throwing for Histio fundraising event um, came about because my husband and I recently purchased a Jeep and we joined a Jeep group. And at one of the meetups, when they found out why we recently relocated to Texas, it was for our son Hudson's medical, so that he could have um, histio doctors here. We explained to them that in the couple of years past since his diagnosis, we had done raffles um, for September for Histio Awareness Month, and we weren't sure what we were going to do this year, having just moved here and not really knowing anyone. And one of the Jeep groups uh, graciously offered to help me host an event, and so we came up with the Rolling and Throwing for Histio fundraising event, and it's going to be a big Jeep event, but all people are welcome, and we're going to have a cornhole tournament as well as a dart tournament. And there will be prizes for the first and second places for those. In addition to that, we're going to have a silent auction, a ticket raffle, and then possibly a 50-50 raffle. So I'm working on getting donations in right now. And we're just looking forward to getting the community involved and letting them know, like, hey, we have Histio Warrior's that live right in this area that you've, you've never heard about Histio before. And our our mission is just to raise as much money as we can, get the word out there about Histo, and get people involved and let them know that, you know, their help and their participation really makes the difference. And with that, we're going to hopefully have um, some of the Jeeps decorated in Histio colors. I've got some of the blue Histio ribbons. We're going to have um, Histio facts and information packets to hand out as well as having a poster board with some of the pictures and stories of Histio Warriors and Histio Angels, and hopefully a couple Histio Warriors, um, in addition to my son, will be able to attend so that people can really see. Because as I stated earlier, I feel like the biggest way to help raise awareness and to raise funds is to have that that personal connection and letting them see the stories and meet the warriors and know like what their battles have been to know that their money is really going to a good cause. And it's making a difference in the lives of these warriors.
1: It sounds like a very fun event. So I, I see how you got the, the
2: Jeep part, the rolling part. How did you get the throwing part of this event? Uh, the throwing is going to be for the cornhole bags. So, um, the full thing, we also have, um, bags, bullseyes, and blue ribbons benefiting the histiocytosis association. So the bags for the cornhole bullseyes for darts, and then the blue ribbons for the histio portion of it.
1: That sounds awesome. (laughs) That sounds super fun. It's, uh, it's definitely
2: something that anybody can get involved in. Um, Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that was our goal is just to have something where it can be family friendly, but adults can still come out and have a great time. And, And like I said, they can see what what their money is going to. I've always felt like that's the most important thing is them seeing that they're making a difference in these people's lives.
1: Right. Absolutely. So what are your, your overall and personal goals for this event?
2: You know, my, my main goal is to get the awareness out there because I feel like the more people are aware, the more people are going to be impacted by it and want to help. And with awareness Comes the money that we need for more research. And so that's, that's my main goal is just let people know that history was out there and we have people battling it every day and we need their help in order to get better treatments and funding for our warriors.
1: Absolutely. So, so important. And we've, you know, we, like Lindsay mentioned in the beginning, we've come so far, but there's still so far to go. And, um, you know, we can't, we can't do that alone. We need, we need a lot of help to get there, to get where we want to go. So I'd love to talk a little bit about kind of your planning experiences, what it's been like for you planning these events and maybe what's been the most fun part and the most challenging part of your planning process.
3: Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really fun planning my event. As I said previously, you know I'm combining my love for running with my event, so that's that's exciting for me. And also being able to collaborate with members of the Histo Cytosis Association team, and Kristen and Melinda um, were helping me brainstorm and helping me create the webpage to implement my vision and my event. So that was very appreciate very appreciated on my part
4: fun part. Um, You know, I, it's my first time planning an event in this magnitude because <laughs> it will involve a lot, you know, the, the 5K walk run. And then you know, we have the fair. Um, so it's it's been it's been fun and getting and, and emotional seeing the community come together and donate. Friends and family just so willingly give in kind donations. And that's been wonderful to see. And again seeing the Histio warriors just feel like supported and 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 then feel acknowledged that's been fun and rewarding to see um the challenges have been i'm a single mama so here <laughs> <laughs> you know, my son gets sick and it everything kind of you know has to has to hold it just i have to hold space for him to just you know make have, have him feel better and then you know trying to get him to feel comfortable and then you know between calls and so that's been a little bit challenging when um when he's sick and of course we're in a pandemic still so it's difficult trying to go to places and you know some stuff you have to you know some places don't require like a a in-person visit you have to make phone calls or online so just trying to you know figure out uh, all these new policies with with
2: COVID has also been a little bit challenging. Um, For me I would think the most exciting part um Personally, just as a mom, I'm starting to get choked up.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Is seeing strangers who have no connection to us, no connection to Histio, hear about our cause and what we're doing, and they want to be a part of it. And they graciously donate things for our raffle and um spreading awareness. It's just, it's really touching to see. And it just it means a lot to me. So It's always exciting when I get an email or a call back about a donation request and they're like, we would absolutely love to help you. This is a great cause. And so that's been the the best part of it for me. In addition to that, it's kind of a a double-edged thing for me because I'm very shy by nature. And so getting out there and talking to strangers and putting myself out there is, is a difficult thing for me. So it's hard initially to make that step and ask these businesses and people for donations um but this is going on my 3rd year now so I've gotten a little bit better I have a 13-year-old daughter who's very outgoing and so she loves going in and handing out the flyers and telling about her brother's story so she's a big help too but it's getting out of my comfort zone to do that but I know that it's for a really good cause and I was very happy with our success last year for me I'm you know any amount that we raise is great so it's while it's hard for me to push out of that, it's, it's for a really good cause. And that's my motivation. And like I said, seeing the, the amazing response that I get back makes it all worth it.
3: Yeah. I want to add on to Allegra that the generosity of family, friends, and then strangers is just, it's, it's really incredible. It it means so much to me. It means so much to our community. Definitely.
1: And, you know, in a time where everything in the world is so unknown and up in the air and there's so much ugliness when you get to to catch a glimpse of the the kindness of people it just it's an it's an extra blessing to to see those um to see people come out like you said that don't know anything about this disease Mm -hmm. or don't have any connection to it and who are willing to donate or participate in any way they can because um just because of the, the goodness of their heart and i just i just love seeing that i think that's amazing what encouragement would you give to someone who might be on the fence about planning an awareness month event?
2: My encouragement would be just go for it. I mean, the my little one was diagnosed in August of 2019 and so I was thrown into this hysteria world and I didn't know anything. I didn't know the association existed at the time and I was researching and I was determined then that I wanted to do something because it was so rare. And I found the association and, you know, just even doing the the birthday thing on Facebook to raise a hundred dollars. The most important thing is to just go for it. No amount is too small. Anything that you can raise any awareness that you can, can make it's, it's all a success and it's all going towards a great cause. So just don't give up and believe in yourself and, know that with every year you'll learn something and you can improve on that as you go.
3: Yeah, similarly um just like think about you know your why 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 does HISEO awareness really matter to you and how you think you can contribute to the to the movement really really anything any amount of money raised helps and the community is so appreciative for anyone involved and in the movement and spreading awareness and raising money. So I would encourage you to not be intimidated and the, the association team will help you every, every step of the way.
4: I would say, uh, do it, go for it. <laughs> it's I know it's probably um, difficult and you will have challenges, different challenges, but I would say to, to stick to your passion. Like I, I'm very passionate about uh, supporting um, our patients. And if you can stick to your passion is awareness, stick to awareness of your passion is supporting them um, emotionally, it doesn't have to even look like, you know, a 5k walk run, it doesn't have to be, you know, this this mega event. But if you if you stick to your passion, even from home, if you hold like a a support group from home, or, or, you know, just something small, but if you stick to your passion, I think it will, it will lighten the load. And um, you would You'll have goals that you want to reach, but it won't be as challenging as if if you don't have a passion for it.
1: Definitely. And, you know, one, one thing I wanted to kind of point out is, is something that you both touched on is that um, when it comes to doing any kind of awareness event, event or um, fundraising event, uh, it's it's best to start with the thing that you love. You don't have mm-hmm. to kind of put um, a, an event kind of in a box. It can be anything that you love to do. And that makes the whole process that much more fun and enjoyable for you as well, because that's also important. It's important that you enjoy what you're doing and that, you know, you're invested in it and all of that. So um, starting, starting there with something you love, which is what you've done is um, really, really important and um, makes it makes it all that much more rewarding. So I have a quick fire question. If you could sum up your event in
3: one word, what would it be? Lindsay? Kathy, I, I think you just said it. I think it would be um, fun. It's, you know, it's, it's not a race. It's a way for, you know, it's a run. It's a way for people to hit the streets with family and friends for an amazing cause, raise awareness, raise money, you know, just get the word out about histiocytosis and make a difference in patients and families lives. That's, that's what we're aiming for. Fun. <laughs>
1: Okay. We have fun. And Allie?
2: Um, Exciting. I think it'll be exciting. It'll, there's just going to be several things to do and people to see, and it'll just be a really great, exciting time. Excellent. Excellent. Now, before
1: we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts or comments that you'd like to share with our community? If you had the opportunity to speak directly to them, what would you want to say?
3: I just want to thank you, Kathy, for allowing me to be on the podcast today and sharing my event with you and everyone listening. If you have any questions about the event, the association, I can help answer. And I'm I'm hoping to get as many people involved as possible. (laughs) Thank you.
2: Um, Yes, I would echo Lindsay there. Thank you for allowing us to to be participants on this and speak about our events and our experiences it means a lot if i could tell anything to the histio community i would simply say you know we are a community while histio may be rare we have a great support system and it's it's a great thing to have we have the ambassador program now and my best thing would just be to lean on each other find support within your histio community reach out if you need anything If you want to do a fundraiser and you don't know how to get started, we're happy to help. We can brainstorm together. Just lean on your histio family because that's what we're here for.
4: Um, I will want to say, I know this road is hard. Um, This journey has been long. I'm sure for everyone, including our caregivers, Um, but just know that nothing lasts forever. Um, Know that uh, to to seek a place in yourself where you can, you can find some, some peace, you know, for me has been prayer, meditation, even fun things like puzzles, or whatever activity kind of gets you away from thinking of this hard journey, focus on that and focus on that, as well as for our caregivers, um, have some time for yourself to just focus on something other than our daily difficult walk.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I would like to say to our community that I hope that this episode encourages you knowing that there's a lot of action being taken in order to help raise awareness about the very diseases that you deal with on a daily basis. And I also hope that this inspires you to get involved yourself with raising awareness during Histiocytosis Awareness Month this September, which is just around the corner. (laughs) None of us can do it alone like we've already talked about we have to be able to come together to make sure that we can find these better treatments and ultimately a cure for all forms of histiocytosis. And histiocytosis awareness month is just one of the endless opportunities we have to do just that. So again, I will link everything that we talked about in the show notes. Um, So be sure to check those out. Remember it is never too late to get involved. Now, ladies, I, I think that this has been a fantastic conversation and one that I'm truly honored to have been able to have with you and to get to hear your stories a little bit and learn about the amazing things that you're doing. So I want to acknowledge you for stepping outside of your comfort zones, for doing the things that are a little a little uncomfortable and challenging yourselves in the name of awareness in order to, to help others and to help yourselves and, and your own loved ones. I think it's fantastic what you're doing and the work that you're doing to get the word out is significant and important and I think that the community needs to hear from people like you and learn about the work that's being done so I think our community needs more people like you and you are so appreciated I just wanted to make sure that I acknowledge you for that so thank you so much for spending your time with us here today I really really appreciate it thank,
0: thank you. you so there you have it three very different stories one unified purpose to raise awareness for histiocytosis, not only during Histiocytosis Awareness Month in September, but every day of the year. I so admire the strength, bravery, time, energy, and effort that each of these women is dedicating to her event. Each time one new person hears about histiocytosis for the first time, we expand our reach and get closer to our vision of a world without histio. If you liked this episode, please consider leaving a review, sharing with a friend, Leaving us a comment, or taking a screenshot of the episode and tagging us on Instagram at histiocytosis underscore association. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you're notified every time a new episode of Beyond the Diagnosis is released. Remember, we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for a podcast episode, you can email it to podcast at histio.org and put podcast idea in the subject line. For links to websites, studies, articles, or resources referenced in today's episode, be sure to check the show notes. As always, we've so enjoyed bringing you this episode of the podcast and look forward to sharing our next episode coming soon. Until then, take good care.